to give us God's word. Thank you, David. Well, thank you so much for the welcome. It's lovely to be here. Uh, I can't believe it's over four years since I was last here speaking. It doesn't seem anywhere near that long, but it's good to be back and it's good to be amongst friends. Uh, now, David is away, as you heard, so he had to organise another David to be here because uh, only Davids are good enough to preach in this pulpit, obviously, so uh, it's lovely to be here. I bring greetings from Churches of Christ in Victoria and Tasmania and uh, especially from our Executive Officer, Rob Nyhouse, who sends his greetings to you today. Uh, it really is good to be here. Uh, a number of years ago, I picked up a book and it was titled, This I Believe. This I Believe. And the editor of this book wrote to 100 prominent Australians and asked them to encapsulate in a couple of hundred words what they believed. It's a fascinating insight into the belief systems of people in Australia. John Casimir, a writer and literary critic, writes, Here's what I think. There is no meaning to life. The whole thing is a jip, a never-ending corridor to nowhere. What is passed off as an all-important search is basically just a bunch of philosophers scrabbling about on their knees trying to find a lost sock in the cosmic laundromat. Granted, their thoughts and conclusions are often beautiful, but despite the good press, beauty ain't truth. We are replicating DNA. And that's it. The chicken is just the egg making another egg. I am a Steggles number 14. Wow, what a cynical view of life. And yet, that is what he believes. I remember once having an interesting conversation with a man about faith. He found out I was a minister and so we started talking about what we respectively believed. This man told me that he had grown up in a traditional Greek family. Uh, his childhood had been uh, wrapped up uh, in the Greek culture and in the Greek Orthodox Church. And although he said he enjoyed some of the historical and cultural aspects of the Greek Orthodox Church, he had long since left that church and didn't attend any church anymore. I asked him what he believed and he began to explain to me his, his as it were, homemade, self, uh, self-discovered belief system, uh, which was sort of a bit of an amalgam of this and that and the uh, whatever else. And he said he was very happy with his homegrown belief system. As I thought about that man and as I read about that uh, John uh, Casimir, I realised that they represent a significant number of people in Australia today. Do you realise that most Australians will profess a belief in God? 
When asked, the vast majority say they believe in some sort of higher power. And yet the majority of Australians do not attend church and do not, do not hold to any traditional uh, religious expression or religious faith. And so uh, I come to this question today and it's the question that I would ask anyone in Australia. What do you believe? What, what is it that you believe? In the Bible we read about Jesus one day talking to his disciples and asking them this question, who do you say that I am? It's an interesting question because these men had been with Jesus now for at least three years. They had listened to him, they had watched him, they knew him as a friend and yet now he looks them in the eye and he asks them this question, who do you say that I am? And so, uh, today I want to ask you that question. Uh, who do you say Jesus is? But, but let me personalise it. Let me suggest that all of us today imagine in our mind's eye that Jesus stands before us and looks us in the eye. And he asks us the question, what about you? Who do you say that I am? And in answering that question, I want you to forget what your parents believed or what your husband or wife believes or what you have been told that you should believe or what you, you might think would impress your Christian friends if you said uh, in, in some sort of cliched answer, Jesus asks you the question today, who do you say that I am? Let me tell you that the reason that I am standing here today speaking about Jesus Christ as a Christian minister is because of the answer that I gave many years ago to this question. Believe me, the way you answer this question will profoundly affect the way you live your life and I would suggest will profoundly affect your eternal destiny. It's a very important question. So let's go back to Mark chapter 8 where Jesus, uh, as recorded, asks this question from verse 27. Jesus and his disciples went on to the villages around Caesarea Philippi and on the way he asked them, who do people say that I am? And they replied, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah and still others one of the prophets. But what about you, he asked, who do you say that I am? And Peter answered, you are the Messiah. Jesus warned them not to tell anyone about him. Now notice that this day Jesus actually asks two questions. The first question is actually in preparation for the second. Who do people say that I am? Now we have to remember that Jesus was pretty well known at this time. 
news about Jesus had spread far and wide. And no doubt everyone had uh, some uh, theory about who Jesus was. Well, the disciples, in answering this question, uh, comment on some of the commonly held uh, opinions. Jesus, some say that you're one of the prophets come back from the dead. Elijah or Elisha or one of the great Old Testament prophets. Jesus, some say you're John the Baptist. Remember John the Baptist was beheaded? wasn't all that long before this. Jesus, some say that's who you are. It seems that everyone had an opinion about who Jesus was. But you know the disciples were being actually quite kind in responding in this way. Uh, The fact was there were many negative opinions about who Jesus was. Some saw him as a revolutionary lawbreaker. Others saw him as a blasphemer, an agent of the devil himself, working against God. For others, Jesus was a glutton and a drunkard, hung out with all the wrong sorts of people. Everyone had an opinion about who Jesus was. Well, what about today? What about Australia in 2023? Uh, Who do people say that Jesus is? It's an interesting question. I was shown a book recently where the author gathered together what he believed were the greatest speeches of all time. And alongside of speeches by uh, Sir Winston Churchill, And Martin Luther King was the Sermon on the Mount, a speech given by Jesus. You know, most Australians, I think, would suggest that Jesus was a great man of history, a wonderful teacher, a great moral leader. Most would agree that Jesus was a good man who lived a long time ago and deserves an honoured place in history. Many Australians, I think, have a very positive, warm, fuzzy feeling about Jesus. Well, I want to say today that people who have a positive, warm, fuzzy feeling about Jesus don't know what they're talking about. They have no idea. They have certainly never stopped and looked at the claims that Jesus made about himself. The fact is, Jesus made some claims about himself that if they are not true, uh, do not allow you to believe that he was simply a good man or a great teacher. They are actually absurd if they are not true. Jesus was accused and tried and found guilty and crucified because of what he said about himself. You know, we sometimes think that Jesus was crucified because he upset the political leaders. No. Or because he offended the religious leaders. No. Jesus was crucified because of what he claimed about himself. So what did he say about himself that was so upsetting? Well, he claimed to be equal with God. He claimed to be the son of God. 
He said, I and the Father are one. He said, if you have seen me, you have seen the Father. Now that was blasphemy. And that was what Jesus was found guilty of. In John chapter 10, 31, we read, Again, the Jews picked up stones to stone him. But Jesus said to them, I have shown you many great miracles from the Father. For which of these do you stone me? We are not stoning you for any of these, replied the Jews, but for blasphemy, because you, a mere man, claim to be God. Time and time again, Jesus claimed equality with God and they crucified him because of it. So what do we do with people who claim to be God? Many years ago, a man walked into our church in the middle of the week and I introduced myself and asked him his name. He said, my name is the Apostle Paul. I thought, well, this is interesting. And I thought he was joking, but as I talked to him, I, I realised he really believed he was the Apostle Paul. Uh, and, of course, it was very sad because he was deluded and he uh, was, was very disturbed. You know, in, in past eras, when someone claimed to be God, we would lock them up. Uh, now they just wander the streets and no one takes any notice of what they have to say. But then again, in, in past years, uh, there have been people, and, and even today, people who claim uh, to be God, and they are far more convincing. And sadly, often people will follow them. Uh, you look through history and you'll see many examples of intelligent, clever people who have claimed to be God and attracted many followers. Uh, some of you will remember Jim Jones. You remember this man? What became known as the Jonestown Massacre? It's an amazing story. It was in the 1970s. Jim Jones was a minister in a large Christian church in San Francisco. The church did some wonderful work amongst the poor. Uh, they led the way in terms of racial integration in, in a, an era where there were black churches and white churches, he was able to bring together black and white into one church. But Jim Jones at some point lost his way and he got to a point where he told his people that he was their saviour and the only saviour that they needed. And you remember the story, they believed him, they followed him, and 912, 912 of them committed suicide on his command. Unbelievable. Friends, there has been no shortage of people in history who have claimed to be God. They were either mad or deluded or downright dangerous. And the point I am coming to is this. If you look at the claims that Jesus made about himself, uh, then you are not able to say that he was simply a good man or a great moral teacher 
or a uh, anything positive like that. You must call him psychiatrically disturbed or deluded or a con man and a dangerous one at that. Or you may choose to believe that Jesus is who he claimed to be. Jesus said, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And so we come to our question for today. The disciples had told Jesus what others had said about him. Now Jesus looks them in the eye and asks them, but you, who do you say that I am? And again, I want to personalise this. I want to suggest to you that Jesus stands before you and stands before me today, looks us in the eye and says, what about you? What about you? Who do you say that I am? And it was Peter who responded, you are the Messiah. And as we read in the book of Matthew, this same account, you are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. Friends, the divinity of Jesus is the very basis of the Christian faith. Peter believed that Jesus is who he claimed to be. The message of the Christian faith is simple. Jesus Christ, God's Son, came to earth to live among us and to be one of us. He died on a cross for the forgiveness of our sins and that through faith in him we can know forgiveness, new life and we can have an eternal destiny. The difference between Christianity and every other religion is that Jesus is the living God who came and died for our sins. C.S. Lewis, the great Christian writer and philosopher, made this classic statement about belief in Jesus. A man who was merely a man and said the sort of things that Jesus said would not be a great moral teacher. He would be either a lunatic on the level with the man who said he is a poached egg, or else he would be the devil of hell. You must make your choice. Either this man was or is the son of God, or else a madman or something worse. You can shut him up for a fool. You can spit at him and kill him as a demon. Or you can fall at his feet and call him Lord and God. But let us not come up with any patronising nonsense about his being a great human teacher. He has not left that open to us. He did not intend to. So who is Jesus to you? Who do you say I am? A lunatic? A con man or something worse? Or is he the divine son of God? 
As I close today, can I give you a personal testimony? Jesus is my Lord and Saviour. There came a point in my life where I had to make a decision to follow him or not to. I chose to follow Jesus. I was baptised. I have never, not for one moment, regretted that decision. And I commend him to anyone who is searching for truth, who is looking for hope, who who wants answers to the big questions of life, then look to Jesus, hear what he says about himself and choose to dismiss him or to accept him as your personal Lord and Saviour. I commend my Lord and Saviour to you. Let's pray. Our gracious God and heavenly Father, we thank you for the the wonderful truth of the Bible that you sent your son Jesus Christ to be the saviour of the world. And Father, we, we thank you that this is a very personal decision that each one of us make to trust you with our life and our destiny or to dismiss you as something evil or, or worse. Father, I pray that you'd bless each person whose heart and head is bowed before you now. As Jesus stands before us and asks us, who do you say that I am? Lord, give us the ability to say you are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. We're going to have a time of reflection. There are some questions for you to think about. You might like to write down some responses on the response card. God bless you as you continue in worship and prayer as we reflect together.